Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's bring in our good friend Corey Majors from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Corey, good to see you, brother. Ross Tucker, Dave Briggs. I don't know if you heard. Angelo Cataldi said he would dye his hair green with Kool-Aid. Now, I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it takes a couple of weeks to wash that out. So the only question to you is, Corey, are you willing to dye your hair blue, blue raspberry Kool-Aid, if the Cowboys win? Um... No, because uh, because oh. the Cowboys have game against the Redskins next week. Here's the deal, guys. We have this thing called the Wheel of Misfortune, which basically made the KNC masterpiece famous around here. And the last one that I did, I said that Ezekiel Elliott would uh, would sign. We'd know by week three of the preseason whether or not he'd sign his contract. And I said if he, we didn't know, I'd drink a can of armadillo milk. Well, I got the armadillo. I see you drinking your coffee now. I got that armadillo milk and it was expired. But since I uh, since I had already said I would do it, I felt like I had to do it. It was curdled and it was terrible. And that's the last oh. time I ever made that kind of bet. So oh. I'm not going to do that. Anymore. Oh, all right. So God. first of all, I didn't even know they had armadillo milk. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, when you go down to San Antonio, man, uh, you go on the river walk down there. They have all sorts of stores you can go into and find just the craziest stuff from this great state of Texas. Holy wow. crap. Including armadillo milk. Now, why didn't you buy fresh armadillo milk if you're going to drink armadillo milk? I didn't. Well, first off, I just grabbed the can because I was like, hey, we'll need this at some point for our show. We're crazy like that. So I just grabbed a can out of nowhere. And then later on down the road, that was when the decision was made to go ahead and pursue something like this. So just because I had the can, I didn't even, I didn't even look, I found out later and it looked like, you know, it looked like blue cheese dressing. It was terrible. Oh, oh. curdled armadillo milk, man. That is just <laughs> wretched stuff from Corey majors. One Oh five, three, the fan in Dallas. All right. We got to talk about the most famous injury in the NFL right now, which is the, Sprained AC joint of Dak Prescott. Number one, the obvious is, what are you hearing about it? How healthy is it? And two, what did you make of all the revelations from the Cowboys about the starting quarterback? I'm used to, you know, Patriots-like cover-up of all injuries. Why did they reveal so much? Yeah, Jason Garrett never talks about anything. Like He, he never gives you anything in any of his press conferences. So we were pretty shocked. Whenever you wake up uh, that morning and you hear Tyron Smith has an eye problem, which it was a sty, uh, and, you know, I'll put a warm compress on it, you're going to be okay. But then he follows that up with, and Dak Prescott's having a hard time. And then you're like, hold on, what, what's going on with his throwing shoulder? Hold on, what? And so when Jason Garrett reveals something like that, your first thought is panic. And then your second thought is, hey, is, is this a bit of a rope-a-dope? But we talked with Jerry Jones yesterday about it, and he was like, look, it's, it's as serious as you think it is. But also, this guy's going to be ready to play. These guys that play in the NFL, typically, they, they're tough guys. They're, they're, they're strong guys. They'll do everything that it takes to play on Sunday. And this is a, a very special game, a very big game. And if Dak can move his arm, he'll be out there, uh, you know, tore it all, whatever it takes to, 
get the inflammation down, and then not feel the pain on game day. So what is the deal, though, Corey, with, you know, Amari Cooper saying, yeah, in the huddle, Dak told me it's an RPO, but I'm not throwing it. And then Zeke's like, yeah, it's his AC joint. I like, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a team be this outgoing and forthright with an injury to a player. It's kind of bizarre to me. Is this what it's like every week there among the players, just talking about each other's injuries and telling you all these kind of details? Or is this like unprecedented this week? Well, and that, that's that's curious, too, because this morning I was watching a video of Amari Cooper talking uh, about um, about when he had an AC joint injury and how they were like, oh, well, could you throw a ball? And he was like, I'm not a quarterback, so I've never tried to throw it as a quarterback. I was always just handing the ball off to somebody. But he said the biggest thing was that whenever you get tackled, you feel it. Uh, you feel it for about a minute and a half, and then it kind of goes away after that. So that's a big question of how the Cowboys would do it, you know, how they're going to manage something like that if it's real. Uh, maybe it sets up perfectly for a, a run, run, play action uh, that could be big down the field, and then that could get the Cowboys off to something early, you know, if they get the coin flip right, right out of the gate. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, you know, that's that's just kind of – it is it is very abnormal for the Cowboys to be this open about things, but the players, when you're talking to Zeke, he's he's pretty open about everything except for the situation he had, you know, before where it was legal stuff. But most of the time, Zeke's pretty – he's an open book. Amari Cooper gives you well-thought-out stuff. So, uh, you know, and hearing Dak say, I'm going to be good to go, that puts a lot of – that's what we're going to ask today. Is Does that make you feel better about this, or does it make you feel like it's going to be worse off and Dak's just out there with a bad arm? So we'll find out, though. That's the, that's the curious part of it. He hasn't thrown all week. Uh, does he need yeah. to throw in order to be – uh, in, in tune with his receivers and his tight ends and his running backs, or does he have everything in, locked in step? If he's not throwing, we'll, that's, we're going to see that today, whether or not he actually gets a chance to do it. He threw a couple short passes yesterday. Maybe they feel like they can take advantage of some screen game uh, with, with Dak this week too. I'm all for transparency, but that is way too much transparency when you're talking about your starting quarterback's injured shoulder. Dallas needs 24 plus points because when they score 24 plus points, they are seven and oh, and when they're under that number, they are oh and seven. I'm surprised Corey. This is a one and a half point spread Cowboys favored. I don't know where Philadelphia is better on the entire roster. Maybe their offensive line is a little bit better than the Dallas offensive line, but it is a far better Cowboys roster. In my estimation, they should win this game by 10 points is Jason Garrett's job on the line Sunday. I don't know about Sunday because, again, the Redskins game is an opportunity to to get into the playoffs. And I've said all season that, A, this was going to be the NFC East championship and it was going to come down to this. The Cowboys could get in as an 8-8 eight and eight team. And uh, and that there, was a, that there was no chance that he was going to be fired from this job until they were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And so far, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Therefore, he still has his job. Jerry's Jerry loves Jason Garrett. He wants to give him every opportunity that he can, but 
He's frustrated by the fact that this team is at a certain level of talent. And you're right. When I look at the the Eagles team, without Lane Johnson, I feel like the Cowboys' offensive line is more talented there. Was, last week, Xavier Suofilo uh, had a really good a really good game against Aaron Donald. Now, he got some great help from Travis Frederick on some late chips. But even still, he held his own against Aaron Donald. So that was pretty impressive because he's been – Maybe the weakest, absolutely the weakest link on this offensive line. But I look at the roster up and down, and I agree. I think Dak Prescott's better than Carson Wentz. I think the running backs are better, even backups and starters. And I think the wide receivers, maybe Ertz, because Jason Witten, as as an aged uh, tight end, he's still good, but he's no Zach Ertz. So aside from that, though, and that's that's actually where the Cowboys' defense is going to get the biggest struggle is trying to figure out how to stop him. Maybe they move Byron Jones down on him like they've done before, but their linebackers can't co- cover Zach Ertz, and not many can. I, I don't think it's on Jason Garrett's job uh, for this week. He got them to – he gave a great speech last week that, uh, that convinced them to play inspired football. He showed them the video uh, of them playing great, uh, which seemed like a very desperate move to go – do something like that, but this is a desperate time for a coach that might be in his last year. I don't think it's this game. I think it's whatever happens, whatever happens for the rest of the season after after they get eliminated from the playoffs. If they make it to the Super Bowl, which huh, like that's going to happen, uh, then this, <laughs> the coach could be back. Man, that'd be weird. So I guess my question, Corey, is: Are you guys in Dallas and your fans like depressed or really <laughs> happy? After that week, you know, that game last week against the Rams. Because on the one hand, you could be like, oh, man, that's who we are. We're awesome. We could go for a Super Bowl run. On the flip side, it's like, dude, we have these guys and we're 7-7. Seven and seven. We have the same record as the Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Eagles who are playing with a bunch of practice squad guys right now. Like, I- I'm just curious because you could really take that either way. Uh, yeah, sorry. I got a little distracted. I wiped something off my screen. And as soon as I did that, you wiped your face. So it was really weird. It freaked me out a little bit. Uh, the, uh, well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't depressed about that. And I don't think a lot of the fans are depressed, but they are like, where's that team that, why haven't we seen that team all season? You've seen it about three times this year. Uh, you saw it against the giants. You saw creativity in the offense. You saw a, a quarterback that was doing some crazy things that you hadn't seen him do with the Scott Linehan offense before. And then so you're like, OK, that's that's the team that they're going to be, because the big question marks coming into the season were how will Dak Prescott respond with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator? And I don't know if Kellen Moore has struggled to try and put it all together all season because it's his first year as offensive coordinator or if he's changed his mind about some things and tried, you know, been in the lab a little bit, trying to figure some things out. But his offense has never been consistent against Philadelphia the last time. Ezekiel had over 100, uh, 100 yards, and he's the only running back as a starter that's had over 100 yards against Philadelphia this year. Rashad Penny had, what, 129, but he was not the starter Chris Carson was in that game. So I think the uh, I think that the we've been trying to figure out what the offense is all season and how they can sustain uh, consistency. But then you see that Rams game and you're like, that's the team. That's creative running right there. You saw creativity using Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the run game. And maybe that was out of necessity because of Dak's shoulder. I'm not really quite sure about that. But that was a team that you said, okay, that's it right there. The defense has played very uninspired all season. They haven't been tackling. They haven't, they, they've been very poor at tackling, as a matter of fact. 
And I, I wonder if they've kind of been saving up because the only thing that mattered for Jason Garrett, the only thing that mattered for this team was proving that they were a playoff team. And so there's this, I think the fan base, me mostly, and I keep pushing this, is holding and crossing the fingers and saying, please just say that you've been slow playing us all season long and that you're going to show a, a full a full deck of aces and it's going to be an amazing game here down the stretch because that's all I can hope right now because the inconsistency has been sad. Corey, last one. You heard uh, a bunch of the Philly fans talking about giving up their jobs, giving up fantasy football, giving up whatever for the Eagles to win this game. Are you willing to admit right here on our airwaves on home and home that people in Philadelphia care more about the Eagles than people in Dallas do about the Cowboys. No, no, they don't care more about that team than they, than the Cowboys fans do down here. This is Cowboys country. This is an entire state of Texas. Uh, how many, how many Pennsylvanias do you think you can fit in Texas? About 15. Yeah. The entire state, even Houston, loves the Dallas Cowboys more than they love the Texans down there. So, no, they, they, they are passionate about their team up there, but they want a Super Bowl, and they're already trying to run their coach out of the town. Nah, and they, they actually have a really good quarterback, and guess what they're trying to do? Get rid of that guy, too. They don't care about the team. They just want him to win, and they don't know how to get it done. Talking to Corey Majors, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Sunday will belong to Eagles and Cowboys, but today belongs to the rise of of Skywalker, as you know, the latest and last Star Wars installment out late last night, opens in earnest today. Can't wait to see it. Our friends on Swings and Misses, they thought someone you might recognize is very familiar and seems almost like a Star Wars character. Listen to this comparison. He's yeah. using the press as a means of communicating. Well, but it's just the most old white dude thing you could possibly say. Well, is there so an older, whiter dude than Jerry Jones? It's just, it's, I mean, it's just so tone deaf. No, out. he's gone kind of in that like in that whole vein of a, like a dark Sith Lord. Yeah, you know? he's very Palpatine-esque. <laughs> if, you, if you put a black robe on him, he kind of looks like Palpatine. So he, he initially Post said... Post-lightning surge. <laughs> Man, that's some swings and misses here on the Radio.com app. They say Jerry Jones is Emperor Palpatine. What do you make of that? Um, now, you guys do know that I'm the one that he yelled at recently, right? <laughs> no. Tell us more. I'm the one, I'm the one that he told to get, his da- to get their damn act together because I asked him if he was embarrassed by the Chicago Bears <laughs> loss. And so... Uh, I woke up that morning and was like, man, don't ask this question. I said, I actually absolutely have to ask this question. I have Jerry. Uh, the fans are, are are hurt right now. How does he feel? And I think his response very clearly told you how he feels about this whole thing. Since then, Jerry has been very, uh, very amiable with us, with us. He's, he's been great. He's told us some great stories yesterday uh, about, you know, about the past and about what he's hoping to do with this team. You know, we brought up uh, Lincoln Riley recently as a potential head coach, and he immediately brings up, don't forget about Matt Rule, he, not as a potential head coach, but how they did at AT&T Stadium during the Big 12 championship game. We bring up Lincoln Riley, and he said, hey, don't, don't forget about Matt Rule. That's a hell of a coach right there, too. So uh, Jerry's been great. He, uh, he does run a lot of things, though. Uh, so when it comes to Palpatine and how he runs things from the background, I totally get that. Now, is Steven Jones his Darth Vader, and he's the one out there, you know, doing everything, or is it Jason Garrett? 
Because uh, that's a big question. We got to figure it out. And yesterday, we actually asked Jerry Jones about uh, whether he was more excited for the Eagles game or if he was more excited for the re- release of Star Wars. And he said, Star Wars who? So uh, so I don't know if he's, he's that excited <laughs> about that comparison there. <laughs> so Jerry Jones is the Sith Lord and Stephen Jones is Darth Vader. We were going to wrap this up, but then you led me down the road of who do you think is his top candidate if Jason Garrett's fired? You mentioned a couple of guys there. Man, uh, it was really interesting. When we, uh, when we had him on yesterday, we asked him what he thought about Tom Coughlin's firing. And I don't know if that would ever be an option because the Players Association had so much to do with, uh, with what was going on there. Uh, but he just he loves and admires Tom Coughlin and told, uh, and, and told us uh, recently that, that he didn't like, well, that college coaches typically have uh, a bad record coming out because they work on Sundays. And so he had all these reasons why he wasn't maybe feeling the college coach idea. Maybe he would rather have a veteran coach that's been in for a while. But, uh, but man, when you listen to Matt Rule talk recently and, and say you see a guy that comes in and has a vision for the team, and uh, then he gets, but he never gets to implement that vision. That means he's just there for the X's and O's, and that's why he was hired. Uh, I want to be the kind of coach that has the perfect situation. I don't know if it would fit with Jerry for that. So I, as much as I love Matt Rule, I, I kind of have to cross him off that because I think Jerry wants his vision to be the thing. Lincoln Riley and them have a, a, a good relationship because we, as we know, Stephen Jones Jr. Uh, uh, yeah, John Stephen mm-hmm. Jones actually met with uh, with Lincoln Riley. The family knows him. But I, I still think, uh, and my co-host hates it, Urban Meyer is the perfect guy for this because it's a clean cut. Uh, it, would be a, it would be a coach that knows the vision, uh, knows a lot of the players. Players have played for him. Ezekiel Elliott played for him. Uh, players know him, probably always wanted to play for him at some point and maybe never got a chance to. But no, that guy right there can lead us to a championship. So I think you have the talent. You just got to figure out how to get the message across to this team that they can actually win. Totally agree with you on Urban Meyer, if not Lincoln Riley or Matt Rule. Don't go near fucking Tom Coughlin, that disaster in Jacksonville in the NFLPA. Then he is the Sith Lord because he's evil (laughs) if he goes near Tom Coughlin. Great to have you, Corey Majors. Can't wait for you to dye your hair blue with Kool-Aid for the win on Sunday. Appreciate the time, brother. Check them out on KNC Masterpiece 105.3 The Fan in Dallas on the radio.com app. Enjoy it, brother. Later, guys. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the radio.com app or on the web at radio.com slash home. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.